Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Saturday, March 5th, 2022. Our bit today comes from Romans 8:28, which says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. No, it's a late rising, lazy Saturday morning, friends. As you can no doubt guess by the tardiness of the bit. <laughs> but the sun shining brightly, and though the spirit is willing, the body is tired and needs some rest. And in this busy world, too many of us don't get enough rest, which is essential for our souls, bodies, and spirits to function efficiently in the Lord's will. Please note that although Jesus was God, as a man, he too needed to rest in all aspects of the world, meaning physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And that's because our beings are not made to drive on without being recharged. And this Lenten season is a most appropriate time for us to rest and be recharged through greater intimacy with the God of our fathers. So please, let's rest if we must. But please again, let's never give up. And having made that crucial point, let's turn to our usual Saturday doings, that of looking at quotes our friend Anselm sent us this past week as he aspires to inspire us for a better tomorrow. And this first quote is certainly a good fit for our current situation. It says, you are going to go through tough times. That's life. But I say, nothing happens to you. It happens for you. So see the positive in negative events. Now, that's the indisputable truth, my people. Our world calls for tough sledding. And if some of us didn't know that before, we surely know it now, with all the tough times caused by the COVID-19 pandemic and the many other problems our world is currently facing. But if you are a true believer in Christ, you will already know that life's no easy matter, no Sunday stroll in the park, since even our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ faced, faced rough times in his earthly sojourn. And he also warned us about it when he said, These things are spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And we all know that comes from John 16, 33. Yes, my fellow believers, that's a scripture we need to hold on to for dear life if we expect to make it through these tough times in one piece that's safe of body and sound of mind. Our Lord and Savior has already overcome the world by dying and rising from the dead to live forever, and we will do the same thing if we cling to him and what he stands for. But we need to, be, to both believe it and put it into action in the way we live our lives looking for the positive, even in the most negative events, and trusting our Savior to work it all out in our favor. 
And for that, we also have this magnificent script here in the words of Brother Paul to the church at Rome to back it all up. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Yes, it's all there, friends, written into our faith. We just must develop the ability to handle it. And that can only come through a strong and sincere walk with Christ. And this next quote is also rather appropriate for our times and this season of Lent. It says, reflection is looking in so you can look out with a broader, bigger, and more accurate perspective. Yes, that's the purpose of reflection in general, and in particular, the serious inner look we take at ourselves during Lent. Technically speaking, reflection should be an ongoing process. But in Lent, we just take time to focus more fully on what's truly going on within us, re or walk with Jesus, and how we can straighten it out to his satisfaction. Remember, everything we do ought to involve God in it. So it follows logically that anytime we reflect, God should also be involved therein. <laughs> but that brings us to these next two quotes, which intertwine, and we'll just take as one. The first one advises us to dream lofty dreams, and as you dream, so shall you become. Your vision is the promise of what you shall one day be. Your ideal is the prophecy of what you shall at last unveil. Unveil. And the second says, big thinking precedes great achievement. Now, both of them contain aspects of truth, but they leave out the most important aspect of our dreaming and our big thinking. That's the presence of Jesus Christ in it all. Oh, my fellow saints, we can dream as big as we want and have the utmost vision for our lives. But if Jesus Christ and his will are not included in those dreams and big thinking, if he's not the main focus in them, then it will be all for naught. For he is the only one who can really make the desires of our hearts come true. Remember these marvelous words of advice and encouragement from Brother Paul, sorry, from Brother David in Psalm 37, where he says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And those verses come from Psalm 37, 4 to 5. Yes, my faithful brethren, that's the only way to get those big dreams and lofty thinking that we all engage in to be truly successful and last forever. With Satan, you might accomplish some stuff, but you will first have to sell your soul to him. But please note these important questions that Jesus posed on the subject. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world? and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? And that comes from Matthew 16, 26. 
Now, those are questions for us to seriously ponder. And furthermore, whatever Satan offers is always like a house built on sinking sand, a flimsy structure that will eventually be washed away. Meanwhile, what you get from Jesus is always built on solid rock and is never destroyed. Yes, friends, all of the ground beside Jesus is sinking sand. As Bro Paul says in 1 Corinthians, For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And that comes from 1 Corinthians 3.11. Now, that's another scripture for us to write indelibly in our souls and spirits this first Saturday in Lent, my people. And it brings us to the last quote of this week, which says, It is easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. And that's totally true. It's always easier when we begin teaching the children from a young age, inculcating the proper values and teachings of Christ, as it were, on a clean slate, a clean palette. That means there is no other information or values already planted there that we first have to remove before we can plant the new stuff. But that's what we must deal with when we try to repair broken men. We first have to clean them up, remove all the satanic and evil stuff that's been embedded in their souls and spirits probably for a long, long time. Now that takes a lot of work, but Jesus can handle it. That's what he's equipped to do, to repair us broken human specimens. And that's why he came to earth to save us, to repair the brokenness that eons of sin had created in us right from the days of our forefather Adam down to these evil and ungodly times that we are now experiencing. And what better way to end today than with these magnificent and encouraging words of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, where he exclaimed, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And we all know that comes from John 3, 16 to 17. Now, whether we believe it or not, friends, that's the truth, the, sorry, the immortal and eternal truth. And my hope for all of us today is that we sincerely believe it and live accordingly. Much love. And the postscript for today says, as the song says, no Jesus, no life. And that's the gospel truth, friends. Without Jesus, we don't have a good life. Plus, we won't have no eternal life. So please, let's remember, let's remember that Jesus is the most important thing in our lives, and let's keep living for him. We know what to do. I say that every day. We know how to live for Jesus. So let's please, let's do it now. And we pray this in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed Saturday, my people. Much love.